The funeral is early in the morning, before the gospel even. The five rafts and their burning pyres are pushed off from the rocky beach. They glide out onto the sea. The burnt man and the man in green are not among them. Someone else got to burning them before we could. There was nothing left of them this morning when I came to collect the others. Sid, his wife, his child, as well as Clarice, were all laid out on the basement floor ready to join Prudence at the beach. But when I tried to pull the plank up from the well that has no water, I pulled up nothing but burnt rope ends. There are many of us standing on the beach. I dare say it might be the entire outpost. Five souls is a lot to lose for a small place like this. We all stand there in our blue funeral gowns, as they billow around the shapes of our bodies in the cold wind, making us living souls look ethereal. The fires crackle gently as we watch the black smoke billow and disappear out onto the water. Everything goes back into the sea. It's what the gospel tells us, swallowed up. After the funeral, the crowd disperses quickly. Scully, Jacob, and Colin head to the diner, but I'm not sure I can eat anything. I am so tired. I miss Prudence. All I can think of is my bed, though I doubt I'll find sleep. I ride home, bouncing in Moon's saddle. My body feels like it's outside of me, and I no longer have control. Moon slows as if she can tell that I can't really hold on, and it takes a long time to get home. When I make it inside my hut, I'm watching life from the back of my mind. My limbs move without my telling them to. I make my way down the hallway towards my bed. I kick my boots off at the door, and I am ready to drop. But there is a man sitting on my bed. He smiles when I enter, and I know why he's come. You're one of them? I ask, so tired I sound bored. The man, dressed in all green, smiles a little wider and leans back on my pillow, putting his feet up onto the covers. It feels intrusive, even though I've done the same a thousand times before. I notice the soles of his feet. Yes, he says, and looks up at the ceiling like he's bored now. Are you here to kill me? You took down Ronan Kane, he says, not answering my question. Yes, but are you here to kill me? I repeat. Kill me, or get out of the way, is what I really want to say. No, he says, breaking eye contact with the ceiling to look over at me. I'm here to bring you to where you're best suited. Really? This is not how I pictured getting recruited. It feels like a trap. Yes. The man swings his leg down from the bed and onto the floor, silently. It seems that certain people think you would be very useful. Me? I'm not so sure, but my opinion doesn't matter much. Can I think about it? I want him out of my hut. I can't shake the feeling that he wants to hurt me. Maybe he does. Maybe he's not allowed to. I don't know. Yes, I will be by tomorrow morning. The man stands without making a sound. You can either come with me or not. It's your choice. 
but we don't usually ask twice. The air doesn't move as he walks by me and down the hall. The front door closes gently, like he's afraid of loud sounds. After a moment, I walk out after him, making sure he's gone. But I can't shake the feeling that he's still inside the hut, and so I go out back to the barn. Moon nuzzles my hands as I try to stroke her neck. What should I do? I lean against her shoulder and rub her neck. What should I do? I'm so tired. A rustling sound from among the dried grass of the pen. I let go of Moon's neck and walk over, slowly drawing my gun. But then, out of nowhere, a little black, furry creature jumps out with a jolt. Oh, I say. The furry little black creature looks at me. Then it looks back down and keeps swatting at the noise box I hid there yesterday. I almost forgot. Slowly, I move towards it. I've seen a creature like it once before when I was taking my sheriff's exam in New York. I was lonely in the city. The black furry creature was a comfort. But there is no way it's the same one. The creature doesn't move as I get closer, just keeps swatting at the box, and then it looks up at me, expectantly, with giant brown eyes. I turn on the box, and there are words. Must contain the situation before more planes crash in contained area. Unacceptable. I repeat, will withhold aid. This war is. Then, the familiar screeching and clicking bleeds into the words until that's all there is. I turn off the noise box. The little furball looks pleased. It starts licking its left paw, inspects its progress, and then moves on to the right paw. When it's deemed its paws clean enough, it looks up at me. I pick the tiny creature up into my arms. The creature releases a sound that I can only describe as crew, and a warmth floods around my heart like spilled brew. You're right, little one. I whisper into the creature's fur. Let's join up and stick it to those constitute bastards. <laughs>